We've been talking about this year being a year where we're going to be understanding deliverance, what it means to deliver somebody to be delivered. And part of this is, is kind of like towards the end of the whole Grow Up series. And then we're going to go back and begin to look at all the different areas because if we die... We want to know that we fulfill what God has asked us to do, is that you mature, you grow up. Every single person in this house should know how to witness, should know how to pray, should be able to experience the power and the baptism of the Holy Spirit, should be able to deliver somebody or cast out devils. Every single person in this house must be mature. This is not a pastor's role. Our role is to help you be able to fulfill exactly what I've just defined. And when you are mature, you can go anywhere in the world and represent God. Too often we've made it about the fivefold gifts and pastor's going to do it. But not, the Bible doesn't say that. He says, our job is to mature you so that if we leave, you stay where you are because God puts you here and you're able to hold the fort. And so we're doing that this year. And I wanted to start off. Um, the, the ministry of deliverance must go hand in hand with the ministry of evangelism. You cannot have souls getting saved and deliverance not be taking place. They go hand in hand. And we will understand that. And what we don't want is, you know, deliverance is happening and people are thinking, oh, what's, what's going on? What's going on? What's going on? When you're a part of the body. It's like having your toe, you know, doing something, you, you know, you, you don't even know what's going on. But you do everything possible to say there's something going on with my toe. And you investigate. And so what we want to do is encourage you to be hungering and thirsting after all of what God has for you. This deliverance is always an act of love and mercy. I'll say that again. Deliverance, this deliverance is always an act of love and mercy motivated and propelled by the covenant faithfulness of God. Everything about what he does for you is love driven. So deliverance always comes from somebody who has a passion for other people. And often people don't realize that they have a deliverance gene until something happens and they instinctively kick in People say, well, what made you do that? I don't know. Something in me just motivated. You know why? Because there was a deliverer in you. And something that if somebody explained to you before you did it, you'd say, well, I think I'd have to think twice about that. You didn't think twice because what was in you manifested. And that's what we want. We want a situation where the God that is in you, who is a deliverer, recognizes Somebody who needs deliverance. Because that's what Jesus has done for us. I'm just going to look at the Hebrew words here. It says, there are few Hebrew words translated as deliverance in the Holy Spirit Scriptures. But the major three are Hatazala, uh, Teshua, and Yeshua. And some of that may sound familiar to you. And we know this because... Jesus, or Yeshua, is a deliverer. 
And what I've explained to us as his offspring is that if our father is a deliverer, then you too have the deliverer gene. It's in your DNA. So when it doesn't manifest, you have to question your love. Because deliverance is motivated by love. You know, even when you were annoyed with your kids' parents and you snatched them from the fire, you know what's going off in your head? Your heart, I'm not losing my kid. Love. It's this strong motivation saying, I will not stand or sit here and watch you die while I am present. Why? Because the love in me won't let me do that. That's why the Bible said God so loved the world because he was then motivated to come and deliver us. And he couldn't sit there without saying, listen, all this time. And if you look from Genesis to the point at which Jesus comes, what the, the go-between, the filler, is God saying, I love you. I love you. I'm coming. I'm coming. I'm coming. But I need you to understand why I came when I came. So that when you now become a son, and I'm using sonship to represent relationship because it gives you heirship and inheritance, you know, or daughter, well, you know, we have to use the phrase. Um, when you then understand that, you realize actually the reason now why God took his time in delivering me because he needed me to recognize I needed deliverance. Have you ever snatched somebody out of something and said, like, why did you do that for? I would have come out. You're thinking, well, really? <laughs> There's no way you were going to get out of that. And often we become ungrateful because we think we saved ourselves. But most of us are here because God saved us. And if it wasn't for his love, we wouldn't be here. And some of us, you don't know it. Some of us don't know it, that you escaped things that you didn't even realize what you were in danger to. But somebody, God was looking out for you. And so, this is our first part of this. I'm just going to read what Jesus then declares. He's saying, look, you know, as a deliverer, he says, this is Mark 16, verse 15 to 18. And it says, he said to them, go into all the world and preach the good news to all creation. Whoever believes and is baptized will be saved. But whosoever does not believe will be condemned. And look what he says, 17. And these signs will accompany those who believe in my name. They will drive out demons. You see, most of us don't realize that that's a real thing. I know because I've done it. In fact, I was baptized into this by fire while sitting in church. And a demonic manifestation took place. I was blessed because my father was a demon catcher. I mean, literally. But I was filled with the Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit just leapt up in me. And so we had to clear our whole church. And a couple of deacons 
my dad, my mum, myself. And we dealt with something that was historically built. And we watched the Holy Spirit minister through us. Other occasions. What I'm saying is, this only happens, and a lot of it happens, when your church begins to grow. When the Holy Spirit becomes, the temperature goes up. And can you see, the temperature is going up in here. And what it means is that as we draw people, you're drawing people come because they realize they need deliverance. And part of that journey will involve them coming in and needing to be set free. As children of the house, we are not going to accept or leave you helpless when our role is to prepare you so that you can be a soldier, a militant, operational individual in helping to deliver those who come in who need deliverance. We want everybody to be able to grow up and say, yes, I know what to do. I can handle it. I can pick up. I know how to hear the Spirit. I know how to follow what the Holy Spirit is saying. I know that what John or Mary said and prophesied, that's the word of God. God is moving and we act accordingly. Because only when we are led by the Spirit of God can we manifest according to his purposes. And he goes on to say, they will speak in new tongues. They will pick up snakes with their hands. And when they drink deadly poison, it will not hurt them at all. They will place their hands on the sick people and they will get well. I remember leaving the house of a doctor as we were finishing a prayer meeting. Can have been at work all week. And I said, what's wrong with your foot? Well, I don't know if something's gone wrong. I can't walk on it. And someone's like, literally laid hands on the foot she was absolutely healed and went back to work and I was on my way out the door why because there is healing in the name of Jesus it is not my healing I had something in what I call the divine doctor's case that when those subliminal things those impossible things approach or come up the Holy Spirit says look in your kit bag we have something that can deal with the stubborn sicknesses we have authority over every single other power of the earth because we are omnipotent all powerful and we can do the impossible And we want to walk and understand like we know who we are. So, the first official point I want to leave with us today starts here. (laughs) I'm going to hear my wife carry on. (laughs) Okay, now, now what's interesting (laughs) is that Jesus establishes himself and he begins to explain. And this is where it starts. And this is John 8, verse 32. And if you can read, if you can see it, can you read this with me? Okay. He says, And ye shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. Say it again. And you shall know the truth. Okay. Now that verse there is really critical as a foundation on which we're going to build the whole development of our growth in deliverance. You see, 
John 14, 6 says, Jesus said, I am the way and the truth and the life. No man comes to the Father except through me. Now, somebody just shout out really bad crime. Really bad crime. Murder. Okay. What was the other one? Knife crime. Okay. Rape. Anything else? Fraud. Okay. Brilliant. Now, it's really interesting. Right? This passage says, you shall know the truth and the truth will make you free. Right? So, I've just killed somebody. But you know what? I'm going to tell you the truth. Does that truth make me free? Puts me in jail. So, there's something strange about that statement. Because I now know your truth, Ernest. And I'm going straight to the police station. Do you see what I'm saying? So, 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 so that doesn't correlate. But then when you read the next verse, where Jesus says in John 14 and 6, I am the way. I am the truth. Can you say it again? I am the way. I am the truth. So the truth is a person. The truth is a person. Because for something to be something, it has to be that thing the whole time. And some of us have been liars. And let me tell the truth. But this man, Jesus, always true. Always true. He is truth. And the word says, you will know the truth. And the truth will set you free. So this tells us that the truth we talk about is not the real truth. Because the truth that is real truth is a person. It is a person of character. That no matter what happens will remain true always. That's why we can rely on him. That's why we can depend on him. Because no matter what the situation is, our God will be faithful. Our God will be true. That's why the Bible says that all men be liars, but God be true. Because Jesus is the truth. So our first responsibility is to know the truth. Tell the person next to you and say, do you know the truth? Do you know the truth? You see, most of us, we're, we're, we're flicking through the pages, but you don't know the truth. You've got to know this man. Because if I'm going to deliver all kinds of people, I need somebody who knows all those people and can stop me from being mean or choosy or picky or, or optional in what I do, but allows truth, love to flow, that even when I would naturally want to do the opposite, the truth in me just takes over. Because I know him. I know the truth, and he lives in me. So that's where we have to start. You have to know him. You have to know truth. You have to know that he has determined 
that in him and him alone is there no changing. That when I like you today and I dislike you tomorrow, Jesus never does that. He remains the same. So that's why we can rely on him. We can depend on him. That's why if you need saving, call on Jesus. Because he's going to guarantee every single time it's going to work out for your good. And I want us to understand that. That these journeys, these teachings we're going through, they're not to fill space and time. I know it's happened over the years. Move on to the next. Move on. We are determined that you look different tomorrow than you did today. Why? Because more truth is being manifested in you. Truth is a living word. So that's why you've got to dust off the Bible. <laughs> get used to the app if you want to use the app. But you've got to get into the truth. You've got to get into understanding what he says, what he doesn't do, what he, how he behaves, what he conducts, what he says is, is, is okay. Because when you then begin to use those tools, the Holy Spirit makes you a weapon in the hand of God. That sometimes you disarm what is now this confused situation, an argument, and all of a sudden something in you says, just shout, hey! And you shout, hey! And everybody stands around and says, but in the spirit, other things are happening. And most people, because the problem with, with the way Jesus works, sometimes the things you say don't make sense to what the outcome is. But when you know the truth, you say what he says anyway, and you don't understand it. Final point. Some guy was given a prophetic word. And all he had was Goofy. So it's like, okay, Goofy, the character, right? Okay, because that's all he could see, Goofy. Okay, this is going to sound really strange. I'm just going to say, Goofy. So it's like, actually, yeah, that, that, that's, that's my nickname. You're the one God wants to deliver today. And countless times I've been in meetings where the strangest words end up amassing to the greatest blessing. Because when you know the truth, sometimes it doesn't make sense in our heads. But you see, it's otherworldly. And just when you think, no, there's only this way, this way, this, Jesus says, no, there's another way. Because I am the way. I am the truth. I am the life. And we've got to get to a place where we trust him. Our foundation is built on him. Our minds are built on him. So we need to get into eating this word from a different perspective. So that you can be who you need to be. Final point. How many of you have had your kids and you've thrown them up in the air and caught them? Yeah, right, right. How many of you get nervous when you watch other people do it to your kid? <laughs> right. it's, it's really interesting, isn't it? But there's a confidence they have in you. Because looking back, kids would say, 
<laughs> what were they doing? Throwing up in the air and you're catching them and all kind of things, you know. And there's this level of confidence. And that child is free to the point where you almost have to say, okay, okay, calm down now. Because they're like, they want to jump. But you're like, no. Because they have confidence in you. And that's how we need to live with the truth. That no matter what it looks like, as crazy as it seems, jump over the cliff because I've got a miracle for everybody. And you're like, yeah, but God, you just know that your father overwhelmingly loves you. And he won't let you fall. He won't let you be ashamed. And so you say, God, if you say it, I'm going to say it because I trust you. And I want to encourage you today. There are things that God is going to ask of you. The only way you end up knowing is if your ability to trust in him is sound. You might have to call somebody and say, look, this is what God is saying. What do you think? And it's okay to do that. But in this house, every single person, T-Ray, is going to learn to swim. <laughs> now there's a big joke going on there, but <laughs> Amen, D Ray. Amen. Right. <laughs> right. Do you see what I'm saying? We're all gonna learn to swim because only swimmers can be lifeguards. Amen. Amen. So it means that we've got to take on learning what God is teaching us so that we can be trusted that we're not going to take the person down with us while we're trying to save them. Because when we are trusting in his love, there's no mountain that we can't leap off knowing that God has got me. Stand to your feet right now. Our God is a deliverer. And he needs and is expecting you also to be a deliverer. So I'm saying to you now, there is no exception here. We are all called to use what we have been given to help somebody else come to be free from the power of sin. But we've got to know the truth because it's the truth that sets you free. Hallelujah, hallelujah. How many people like love freedom? Huh? How many people want to be more free? How many people want to step into more liberty with God to see a more manifestation of his power and authority? How many of you want to be overwhelmingly blessed with the gifts and authority that God has established for us? We've got to go after that. Just lift your hands right now.